0: Good morning! Welcome to Train Wreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton.
1: And I'm Susan Touchton.
0: Hey, today we're going to take a little twist and turn. I went to a grief group last night and, you know, one thing they mentioned was if you don't think you've made any progress, look back six months or a year and, and where you've come. And that, that really kind of hit me because a lot of times, you know, on here there's sprinkles of what God's done and different things, but... Just really kind of wanted one of those days to where, just how much God has done for us over the last four years, five years, well, eight years. That really, there's different phases God's done stuff, and you know, um, I think of when when we were in the midst of our trouble, there was I didn't see any way out, but God did, and you know I, in uh, it all blew up the end of October. Uh, first part of December, I booked a trip to Jamaica and we were going to go. Then it blew up again, mid December. And I was like, God, there's, I I can't get my money back. There's nothing I can do. And, uh, I I mean, I just don't want to go. I don't want to spend a week with Susan. It it was a very turmoil time for us. And, um, you know, but then we got there and it was, probably the best vacation we've ever had. It was just, it was peaceful. It was together. It was things that you, you wouldn't expect 30 days before. We're in full-bloat full, full bloat turmoil. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's amazing how God works. I think back uh, before my relationship with Haley, she's just like me, so we're both type-A drivers, and we would battle battle. I mean, just go to war out in the garage. And that was kind of our arguing place because Susan, we didn't want Susan to be involved. So we go to the garage where no one could hear us. And you know, I, I think how much, um, not hatred, but aggravation with each other, uh, on both sides. I mean, we really didn't want, didn't, didn't really want to be there. And she moved out And uh, that was about the time God kind of got involved with us. And and now I look back. I mean, I talk to her now. We have a good relationship. You know, and and it's, I guess, the wind sometimes when you're trudging through the forest, fighting off every bear, animal, alligator, I don't care what you want to call it. And you think, oh, gosh, it's got to get better. Well, you know, when I start looking back... Eight years, our life's hugely different than it was eight years ago. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like four. I think it was four or five years ago, we decided to start selling everything. the The freedom we have now compared to the freedom we had then. I mean, literally, we were buried in our muck with nowhere to go, and we we were trying to figure out how to be happy. Now, we have freedom. We are happy, and no, we don't have a perfect world. I mean, we've got bad days. I, I mean, it's so I, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes you can't see how far you come till you look back. and that's that's really kind of the point today. or our kids are doing well. they're they're all going and doing their own thing. and you know I, I really, with me and Susan, our relationship has completely changed over the last eight years. We still have bumps in the road, but we we have a lot of good times as well. Where in the past, I can't really say we had a lot of good times. And so it's amazing what God can do. But I, the real focus in this, though, was not everyone else changing. It was me changing. Having a, a positive perspective is because you're looking at things and, and looking for the positive. And if you don't look for the positives and where things have been good, you'll never find them. I I can promise you that if you're not looking for um, things that are good or things that are going on and and you're just going with, oh, my gosh, my life sucks. I hate my job. We we can't find this. We can't buy this. We wanted to buy this and we can't buy this. And, you know, you you can create this frenzy. In you that actually drags you down and I've been there I've done it to where you're going through all the motions and you're trying to trying to be positive but yeah you really can't see any positive so you know as as we start digging back through the things that God's done and and it's kind of like during the crisis uh, and I'm gonna call it a crisis Mm -hmm. Um, of us finding out Hope was pregnant. And it wasn't a crisis, but it was kind of like, okay, wh- what's this look like? Okay, now we're four years in. She just had a birthday. They're doing great. We love, love Blakely. Wouldn't want it any other way. But at the time, our fear was, well, are they going to make it? Are they going to be able to finish college? Are they going to be able... And you know, the whole time it, we were going through it, we were so concerned about all these things, but yet God already had a plan in the works. He already knew what was going to happen. And honestly, it's one of those things. So when you start dealing with your day, I, I guess my first question is, what is your perspective today? Does it all suck or are you blessed? And, and that, that's kind of what I got from last night was realizing how far we have come, how bad it was at one point in time, but yet how good the future is that we don't even know, but we're worrying about all these little piddly things.
1: Um, something that God gave me yesterday um, that I actually wrote down this morning is um, what if we woke up every morning instead of worrying about what was good, the day was going to bring worrying about whatever meeting or whatever it is we had to face instead of worrying and stressing and getting frustrated about what might happen thinking about waking up and anticipating what god's going to do with our day yeah um you know and and it's a it's kind of a hard mindset sometimes to get into but what if we wondered and just really kept our eyes open throughout the day watching what God was going to do he is not um he is not unaware of everything that is going to happen throughout our day he knows everything and he has he wants us to have a good day he wants us to Bring him glory and honor throughout the day, and so what does that really look like? And trust me, I'm really struggling this morning for whatever reason. There's just an ugly spirit on me, and um, kind of questioning, you know, what my purpose is and what God has planned for me. Um, last night I was at my women's group, and we're in the process of doing a spiritual inventory, which is basically looking back over our walk with the lord and significant times when he's really showed up and pointed us in a direction or whatever and almost all of the ladies that were in our in that are in our bible study all grew up in the church and all have always since very young walk with the lord and um, so i was really allowing satan to really just mess with my mind during that time of I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't become a Christian until I was 24 years old. And so I had a lot of bad habits, a lot of difficulties, a lot of non-Christian things that I did up until that point and still struggle with because, you know, 20 years old of dealing with old habits and trying to get rid of them and, and just the things that I've allowed Satan to to say over the years of, you're not good enough, or you still screw up, or whatever the case may be. Um, So it was a real reflection. But as we sit here this morning talking about all the good things, is God took a very broken and flawed individual and made him into one of his children. Simply by drawing me close to him, and allowing me to recognize him as my Lord and Savior. And then it's a process. He's molding me. He's shaping me um, continually. And and I know that he's doing that with people that have walked with him ever since they can remember. Um, we're all a work in progress. None of us are finished yet. And so just knowing um, and looking back over You know, the last, especially I would say the last, I don't know, two or three years, and how God's really taught me different things, and how being in His Word, He opens it up to me and reveals things to me. How praying is becoming such an important part of my life, and how He's wanting me to learn to be a prayer warrior. It's kind of difficult for me sometimes because there's so many things to pray about. but what that looks like for me, and what that um, what he's calling me to do, and so it's just, it's been really eye-opening to see um, what he's done in me, what he's done in our marriage. Um, it's only truly by the grace of God that we're still married, yes. um, because we're both very broken and flawed. We both come with a lot of baggage. We both come with a lot of hang-ups. Um, But we are being perfected in Christ, and therefore, um, we, you know, but it's a work in progress. And so, I guess my encouragement through saying all of that is, um, if you're struggling right now, whether it be in your walk with Christ or whatever, really pause and look back at what he has done, because he is faithful, and he is um, a provider and he can meet all of our needs. And, and if you're struggling seeing what he's done, then you might question your obedience to what he's calling you to do. Um, it's just, I don't know, you know, we get so caught up in the day-to-day and the difficulties of life. And what if this happens? What if that happens you know what if dot 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 and you know our our office girl is um, accepted another job so I'm going to be in the office by myself starting next week and it's just like a big downer you know it's like what am I supposed to do what you know I'm not going to have the freedom to leave when I want to leave and but God has a purpose and a plan for that and I don't know what it is yet I know that there's some growth opportunity there and so part of me is is excited to see what he's going to do with this particular stage the timing could not be any worse than right now in my from my perspective but god knows the timing and his timing is perfect so i just have to trust that he has that plan and so the more that you look back and see what god has done the more that you can rely on him for what he's going to do
0: yeah, no, those are some excellent points. Because the, the thing is, you, you know, I've got a guy I work with, and it's all bad. All bad. One day God hates him. Next day it's praise Jesus. The next day it's God hates me. You know, and and that's our perspective. A lot of that is our wish list hasn't been completed you know, or our expectation hasn't happened in the time frame we expect. And that's why I think looking back is is such a reflection of watching God move through a situation. When when you think there is no hope, we we're, we're doomed. Um I can't tell you how many times I had that thought about our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um that there was no way out. We would never recover this. And Um, and it wasn't all the time, but there was times that Satan got me down and it was just, I, I fed off that. And, and, you know, a friend of mine says, I, I comb the hair of my worst enemy every morning. And that's a very true statement because your head and your thoughts is where Satan loves to live and poke at you. When really, when you look back over the last however long, for us, it's really about eight years, Um, not consistently. Let's be very clear about that. We've had some dark times in the eight Mm -hmm. years. We've had some great times in the last eight years. Um, But it's one of those things to where God has done some huge things in our family um, through bad situations that we really didn't want to deal with, but... When we dealt with them, God showed us something about us. And it may be the way you handle a situation. It, it may be your adjustment. It just, you know, in times of crisis is when you grow the most. Mm-hmm. And, and because you've got it, once you get to the point that you're like, I don't know what else to do. I've logically tried to figure it out. It doesn't work. I've tried to make it happen. It doesn't work. I've tried to blah, blah, blah. Then... We kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, God, I'll give it to you. I really don't know where you're going. And it scares me to death because you may do something that I don't like. But yet, that's the thing yes. I, I can't think of a time where we look back and go, oh, that was awful. I can't believe God handled it that way. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It kind of, and so I, I think your self talk. And the great things that are happening in your life, what you see as a curse right now or a negative right now, God can turn into a blessing if you're willing to look for it, if you're willing to be obedient towards it. And I think that's sometimes where we get hung up is, you know, number one, our expectation didn't happen. In the time frame, we felt like it should. And why did God do this? So God must not be hearing me or God must not want me to be happy. I've said all the stupid things over the years when really it was me in my head. And a lot of times it was me driving the bus going, hey, God bless this. By the way, bless this. I'm in your will if you don't know it. I'm here when really it wasn't following. God. And, you know, God has blessed us so very much with um, paying off things. I'll be honest with you. It hadn't been no fun. It has not been fun selling things, getting rid of things, doing all of the stuff we've done. But again, the freedom on the other side, now all of a sudden it's completely different than the stresses we had Six years ago.
1: Well, and that's the thing. It hasn't been fun, but it's been a blessing.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, we, um, like I said, it's not, you know, I, I see all these posts about all these people going on vacation and um, at the beach, which is my very happy place to be. And I think, well, when do we get to go on vacation? You know, we don't get to take a vacation or wham, wham, wham. poor pitiful us. Well, we're in the process of buying a house. So there goes our vacation. But I think, you know, we get caught in that mindset of poor pitiful me. Where's my blessings going to happen when, when, you know, you woke up this morning and you are breathing and, um, you know, I think sometimes we just get so caught up and I would just, you know, social media is just a really great time sucker (laughs) and, I'm guilty as anybody else to keep up with what's going on, but it also can be a real Debbie Downer in the sense of you see all these, you know, pictures of what people are doing and their happy family. You know, nobody posts their fact that they, you know, are having a horrible day or, you know, that they they got in a fight with their spouse or their yeah, kids or the,
0: or the video of you screaming at each other and yeah, how much you hate each I mean, other. the
1: reality is. Not everybody lives in roses and rainbows 24 seven. There's always somebody that has a bad day that has to deal with life that has to deal with stress. And I guess the, the point of it is what do you do with that? Right. Do you have a pity party? Some days you're going to have a pity party. Let's just be honest, but don't live there. Don't live in a pity party because, um, We're all blessed beyond what we deserve, for sure. Um, And God is faithful. And so just, you know, we just need to to really, again, pause and look for his blessings because they're there. And the closer, the more you draw close to him, the more you see the blessings and the more that he gives the blessings.
0: Well, and I think you also got to have people in your life that will tell you that you're a whiner. And to quit whining. And because when you're in the midst of it, you're kind of wallering in the crap. And you just, you deserve it. It's it's what you should be doing. And, uh, you know, I think that's, when I work with guys, that's one thing. I mean, I'm brutally honest with them. I love them. I'd do anything in the world for them. But I'm not going to let them self-sabotage without knowing it. And, and, you know, having someone that can say, dude, you're whining. Oh, poor you. I feel bad for you because you're breathing. You got a good job. No, things aren't perfect because he's he's got a list of things that aren't perfect. And, you know, everybody has that list. I mean, you know, like Susan said, due to weddings and different things that have been have been our option and things that haven't. We really haven't been on a vacation with me and her in four years.
1: Probably. Forever. It feels like forever. (laughs) Forever.
0: But in the middle, though, the growth we've had over the last four years, not only in God, but what God used us for, and then what the freedom, daily freedom we get from what – um. It really getting rid of everything was about, because because the pressure that was there is not there now, and and even being thankful for the pressure being removed. I mean, I I sometimes we don't remember how bad it was. I think of the story of uh, Moses Moses leads the Israel's out. They're in the desert, and they want to go back and be slaves because it's easier than not having food and having to rely on God. Well, we kind of get into that mindset of you don't remember how bad it really was. And you think, man, if I could just, I hear it all the time, if I could just go back to high school Mm -hmm. and start over. Oh, you know what? There were bad times during high school. You may not remember them. You may only remember the great times or you may have had a phenomenal high school. Personally, I wouldn't do high school again. I would probably do from college on graduate in college on because I did make a a large amount of mistakes during that period of 19 to 23. Um, but that that's kind of the thing is when you really start looking at what has God brought you out of that you're whining about that's better than what you had. And I guess that's, you know, a lot of today is just the blessings God's done, but also are you creating some of your own issues by your perspective? I know you can't be positive all the time and be this, hey, it's gonna be great. I agree with that completely. But my question is, are you that way at all? Other than at church, when you're around other Christians, in the in your head, are you ever in that mode? Are you ever in that? You know, God's God's really done a lot for us. It's been tough, but God And and start listing out some of the blessings. I mean, I think of, you know, here at the grief group, you know, people lost their children to death. and, And, you know, I think, man, I'm glad we haven't went through that. And I mean, or I can sit there and whine about how much, well, they get to go on vacation and they got a big boat or they got this and... Well, they're so happy. Look at Facebook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Like Susan said, there's not a bad Facebook where when everything bad happens, you post it. Only the happy things. And so I just really, you know, looking back on even our life over the last eight years. I mean, I, I, well, let's even go further back. If God hadn't put Mike and Sarah at beautiful feet in our lives, Third, my life, 30 years ago, we'd had nowhere to run when things got horrible. We wouldn't have a second family that truly is, is true family. We're not talking just people that we like. And that's, you know, as you're going through it, you you don't think much about it. I wouldn't have told you 30 years ago we would consider Beautiful Feet our home church and and that we would consider them family. I mean... But now I say it. And so it's it's kind of one of those things, are you looking for the blessings and the positives, or are you looking to tell me how bad it is?
1: yeah, I don't I don't have really a whole lot more. Um, you know, sometimes blessing comes in disguise. Um, I, I think that's a song or something, but um, sometimes we have to look for the blessings, you know, we have to look to see um, how God has blessed us and, and what he's done for us and, and get out of the poor pitiful me mode because, um, there's some tough things that happen. I don't, I don't diminish that. I don't, um, you know, I don't take anything away from that, but don't live there, you know, just, um, realize that you're going through some tough times right now or that you're going through difficulties. um, But know that God has a plan. His plans are, um, he loves you so much and he knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through and he wants you to come through it and he will be the one to help you get through it. But you have to rely on him. You have to seek him. You have to depend on him and allow him to bring you through it.
0: Yeah, and if you're not investing time in him, it's not a relationship. Right. and I think that's that's some of the fallacies that that go on in the church is, well, I I pray at dinner time and I go to church. I go to church every time the doors are open. I've heard that as well. well. how much do you read the Bible? Oh, I don't. Or well, I think 3 weeks ago I cracked it open. Mm-hmm. And we all go through dry spots, Mm -hmm. and we all go through times where we don't do it. But I mean, at some point in time, when is it going to be your responsibility? When are you going to pick up the Bible and start reading it? Listening to podcasts. Listening to the Bible. There's a lot of pastors out there, and no, I don't agree with all of them. But I've had some that people would, I've had, them say, Oh no, they're false teachers. But I tell you what, there was a period of time where God used them to speak directly into my life and help me get through some Mm -hmm. things. And you know, it's kind of one of those things we get hung up in a lot. And like I was telling one guy, there was uh, Joyce Myers was one that I listened to for two years and she's really an abuse background and, and she really spoke to me and helped me through some times. But I didn't chase Joyce all over the country. I didn't try to join their church. I didn't send her money. I didn't, but there was a season where God used her to speak and help heal some things during that time that needed to be healed. And, uh, you know, I bounced around on podcasts from Todd White, Stephen Furtick, Greg Grishel. I mean, I've kind of got a whole genre of one extreme to the other, Um, because God speaks through them and puts him at the right place. And I don't listen to him every day or every week, but you know what? Every time I kind of get prompted from God and I listen to one of the messages, guess what? It hits me right in the forehead with the two before where I'm at today. So if you're not willing to invest the time into a relationship, then it's kind of like a marriage. If when we were dating, I couldn't get enough. We had to be together all the time. You know, at some point in time, you've got to be willing to do that with God.
1: Well, and something that's kind of popped into my head is just like you cannot be saved just because your parents or your grandparents or whoever is saved, that doesn't mean you're saved. You You have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just because somebody else does it doesn't mean that that doesn't make you saved. Any different than... Just because other people have a relationship with Christ, you can't, by osmosis or whatever, have your own have a relationship with Christ through them. You have to develop your relationship with Christ on your own, um, and that's through reading the Bible, that's through prayer, that's through fellowship with other believers and being part of a church, that's through podcasts, speak people that would, you know, God uses to speak into your life, but those people. Are not the reason you have a relationship. Those people are not God. Um, you have to develop that relationship on your own, um, and ask God to show you how to do that, and He He will. But it's a process, just like David said, and just like in a marriage or any other relationship, you have to invest in it and you have to spend time with it. Um, you can't. Somebody can't do it for you.
0: Right. Right. Well, we're out of time again, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and if you'd share this with your friends or whoever God puts on your heart, we would appreciate it, and we hope you have a great week.